So today we're going to talk about being Black and Black identity. Let's get to it. So it should come as no surprise that I think a lot about um, being Black and Black identity. Um, I have a podcast about it. Um, And I've always been curious as to, you know, how we define ourselves as um, people that are Black and more importantly, not more importantly, just uh, how, I guess, other people define us as being Black um, influences how we see ourselves. I think that's um, a huge part of anyone's identity. Um, And for Black people, it can be uh, very influencing. So uh, I've always been, um, obviously, Blackadian sort of speaks to my support and belief in unique Black identities, um, not being marginalized and uh, being both Black and Canadian in equal measures is a thing, um, despite what anyone tries to tell me and pigeonhole me into sort of this box. And so back in my day when I was growing up, I, I don't know if this is still the case, of course, because I wouldn't surround myself by some with people that still use this term, but there was this thing called being an Oreo. And it was basically they it was sort of like a derogatory term. Uh, no offense to Oreos, they're delicious, great cookie. Uh, but it was basically a shorthand for saying that someone was black on the outside in appearance and white on the inside. And so this was like a schoolyard insult that you would say to somebody. And um, you know, it, I have to say that I think on occasion people would refer to me as such and uh, (laughs) just laughing about that sentence Um, but the uh, thing is that I was a very strong-willed young child and you know I thought that I was you know I'll be honest I was pretty nerdy Um, I liked school. I liked reading. I loved books. I loved sci-fi. You know, I didn't really speak with, you know, slang. And so I thought um, that was just me. That's just who I am. I love words. I love books. Um, But uh, that gave me the um, identity as being an Oreo. And so um, I took great offense to that because, um, as I've said before in this podcast, and I'll say it again loud and proud, I love being Black. I'm not trying to be somebody that I'm not. I don't think that I am trying to be white, and also that being Black means many different things. Um, How dare you, young children of the 90s, how dare you tell me that uh, I can't be who I am, because you've seen some outside definition of blackness that you are trying to subscribe to me. It ain't going to happen. Of course, I used many less words, but I was just as clear, just as firm, just as vicious. I remember saying, you know, like that I was born in Montreal, that I'm not from the southern United States, 
I don't know what a collard green is, and I don't think my mother does either. That's just not what we eat in my household. We have curry chicken, and I eat curry chicken with mac and cheese. I've said that before. It's an awesome recipe. Try it, and it's a perfect matchup of what, you know, we did in my household is that we were Bajans. You know, there was lots of Caribbean culture in my home, but there was also lots of Canadian culture because we lived in Canada. You know, I was born here. I grew up here. Why I I took that dichotomy of being both things to heart. And that was a testament to how I grew up and how I am and how I be, how I be, damn it. And uh, no one was going to tell me differently and no one's going to make me feel bad about it. And I think <laughs> I was always as well and still am, thank God, a very confident person and a very confident child. I don't I do know where that comes from. It's my family. It's my uh, parents. Uh, they, you know, they were like, hold your head up, be proud of who you are. And um, that's very true. Um, and I think it's something that, you know, I hold proud as being Blackadian. So um, obviously those white friends that didn't get it, uh, weren't my friends anymore. You know, I wouldn't be their token. I wouldn't be their token friend. Um, I was going to be me. And the black friends that thought I was a sellout, they also didn't get to be a part of my world. You know, I wasn't trying to be anything else. I wasn't trying to be um, a label. I wasn't going to put myself in a box to make other people comfortable. Um, and, you know, I, the people, my people that have been with me and I've had friends from elementary school, you know, that see this and see me, they're the ones who, who get it, who saw me as an individual. And that's very important. And I think that's something um, that many minorities fight for is that, you know, we're people, uh, you know, white people get to be whoever they want to be. No one thinks they see one white person, they've seen it all, um, you know, uh, but unfortunately for minorities, you know, you think you see one, you know, black person, you know, you've seen them all. You've seen one Indian person, you've seen them all. And it's not the case at all. You know, um, we're individuals, we're people. And I champion that. I fight for that. I am, I try to be that incarnate. I'm a living embodiment of it. I try, um, you know, anytime I try to be marginalized, I, I stand up for that. I voice that that is not okay, that, you know, I try to call people out on their ignorance of, you know, what it is to um, be a Black woman. And so there is this pressure to fit a certain mold and uh, to be a certain kind of Black woman. And I face criticism shockingly a, a large amount from um, uh, other Black people to to fit this mold. And it, it's just, it's never been um, comfortable on me. And, you know, I did grapple with this. I do as a sociologist, I'm, you know, very aware of my surroundings and people and I understand the influence that other people have on me and my identity and so I would think things like geez I hope I'm not trying to be you know more 
um, white, for instance, because I am, you know, surrounded by lots of white people, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I it was like, well, I also am very, you know, Caribbean and black and I, you know, celebrate these kinds of things about myself. I, you know, to the very deserving, you know, I would explain, you know, my new, you know, weave to my good friends about, you know, weaving culture. And again, this was like quite the uh, newsflash back in the 90s before there was, you know, easy access to YouTube videos and those things of the like. So, you know, I was a spokesperson for, you know, my self, my unique self. And I just, um, I, I think that, again, as being a sociologist, that it's it's not necessarily a malicious thing. You know, people uh, like to put things in a box. That's just how our human brains work. We like to categorize things. We, um, you know, makes it easy for organization of our thoughts. And, you know, sometimes you confuse people when you don't fit in a box that they, you know, an already existing category of person they want to put you in. And, um, the problem is that there are values that we attach to those boxes. And so the ones that we put people in, you know, we rank them and that's sort of where the problem lies. It's okay to sort of identify someone as being a certain race, but then to sort of, um, you know, punish them for not fitting into that sort of idea because it makes your life inconvenient is just not okay. So, um, you know, <laughs> uh, as I've said before, I, I speak loudly and clearly about this in my daily life about being a, you know, comfortable Canadian black person. And even like the name of my, um, podcast Blackadian, I thought, you know what, no one's going to know what the heck that is. But I was like, you know what, screw it. That's, it makes me laugh. That's what it's going to be. And, uh, you know, interestingly, uh, curry chicken and mac and cheese was also <laughs> a top contender to be uh, the name of the podcast because I just thought it was a, a perfect mix of um, who I am and sort of a good statement about what I'm all about. So I think that this attitude of, you know, marginalizing um, minorities, black people is changing, but slowly. I think that um, it's definitely getting better. I mean, there's, you know, I see more things online, you know, it's like, you know, the black nerds out there shout out to Issa Rae um you know just like the nerdy black girl thing um you know just showing people that there's different ways to be black I mean that in itself it's sort of like shocking what black girls are smart yeah we are very smart and or we like you know sci-fi or you know we have to be in our own separate group of liking sci-fi um forgive me there's uh, I can't recall her name she's a very famous um 
science fiction writer. She's, you know, up there with Tolkien. I think she's won awards that only previously Tolkien had won. Um, and she's uh, black and people are losing their minds over it uh, just because she's so talented in a genre that typically is dominantly white. And she's sort of, you know, made to feel like she doesn't belong. And uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, so I feel like these, you know, shocking attitudes, it shouldn't be shocking. It should be, yeah, these are people. Why can't they like different things? Everyone likes different things. Um, so, you know, once that like um, shock factor goes away and it's just sort of everyone's like, and it's like a black girl likes sci-fi and you'd be like, and, and what? And you're going to finish that sentence. You know, that's where <laughs> we need to be. Um you know, there's still some shame on being unique and black being, you know, the so-called Oreo or having, you know, so-called whiteness and liking things that are um, using air quotes. I realize that you cannot see that, but, you know, so-called white things or so-called Canadian things, um, you know, I can, you know, we can, the royal we can like things that we like. I, I will not um, limit myself in those ways to sort of try and make other people feel like I can't like those things. So for all the unique black women out there, you know, fly your freak flag high and proud live your life as an example to make people raise their eyebrows and see that you are a individual um you know change some minds out there whatever it is that you're into uh don't be ashamed of it be uniquely you and if you um you know are uh you know stereotypically like stereotypically black things and do that too and be proud and loud and happy about it and i'm a proud and loud happy Blacadian. So uh, thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Talk to you next time. Bye.